Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dishy Sunakanaka to each and every one of you. Linda Pollock is here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Linda. I'm in the house. Linda in the house. How are you doing, Linda? What have you been up to? Please right. tell us. I've got a bit obsessed with a new podcast. Well, not new, it's new to me, a podcast about witches. Go on, do right. tell us about that entertainingly. And in, the, and in the historical sense, most of them were not witches, of course. Right, OK. I've had me run-ins with witches before, which you will know from previous series of this, if anyone wants to listen. I do find it very interesting, the, the communion of women like that, uh, the fact that, they, you know, the sisterhoods that get formed. Yes. Obviously, as a feminist, I find it very interesting. I realised as well that they have changed the, na- the word gossip over the years to have a negative connotation, when yeah. really it just started out as friend. Yeah, it's just when you said as a feminist, I immediately switched. Stuff. Yeah, I thought you might. Go on, tell me, explain to me what I've only... You're only kidding, lady. You're right, just, lady. Your gossip was just your friend. and then Yes, and suddenly now they've re- reinvented it as... Now it's, uh, you know, a, a harmful thing leading to nothing but trouble and, oh. and something that should be avoided. Do you know the Duke of Bedford? He, Go on. He built loads... This is not from the podcast, this is from my own mind. He built a load of workers' cottages around his estate in Woburn and he made sure that the doors were not next to each other so that women would not be able to chat to each other. He thought oh. they led to nothing but... Trouble. Well, that is true, but the re- there is a reason you're particularly interested in all this stuff. Yeah, because she's a witch. You know, and the reason I know that is because... Linda's saggy tits. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong one. It was... Uh... Linda's got saggy tits. Well, three, three of them. If that, I was a witch, I'd, I'd make them perkier, so... OK, good, 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 good for you. Well, that's witches. If, if there's one thing you that's can... Witches get... sorted, everyone. That's witches sorted. As you can guarantee, if you really want to know about the supernatural, come to us... Linda tried to offer something up there and I poo-pooed it. And for that, I apologise. It's a strange reversal of the usual roles, isn't it? Yes, it it is. Talking of strange old ladies, I'm not saying she's a witch, someone got in touch with us this week and, well, claiming to be Mother Teresa. All right, Clinton, you blonde bugger. How are you? It's me, Mother Teresa. Hope you're well. Speak to you soon in Celestial Mail, kid. 
I, I actually got in touch... Someone the other day got in touch with me uh, claiming to be Mother Teresa, mm. uh, was surrounded by all these women from the uh, Missionary of Charities. I was getting the word nuns. More jokes next week. <laughs> Please send in... Look... If you are an actual celebrity and you want to speak to us, please get in touch with us on the Skype, the number which escapes me at the moment. Perhaps I'll do it later. But also, please send us in your wonderful uh, busker. Oh, Buskers. Yeah. This is still our favourite. Jess Lightfoot sent this in from Greece, Jolene. <laughs> With angst, that voice isn't it dripping with it? Dripping with angst. That's what that. I mean, you know, it's no Michael Bolton, is he? No. Really, that fella. Here we go. Let's get stuck into this. this. Is an absolutely terrifying story, but one that I would like to think opens up a moral debate at the end. Uh, this is the testimony of Kelly Givens, age twenty-five. We don't know where she's from. Is this a paid one? This begin. is a yes, three hundred pounds for this in okay. fate and fortune. Uh, is three hundred pounds <laughs> worth of absolute? All right, well, all right, don't be so cynical. Let's get on with it. Story: bloody Stepping off the plane, my heat hit me instantly, and the sound of crickets buzzed in the distance. I was very interested. Sorry. I was very excited to be in Zakynthos, Greece. But as my family and I made our way to a resort called Paradise, I desperately wish my grand Kate could have been with us. Oh, that's nice. She'd been coming on holiday here for 30 years. 30 years?! Try somewhere new. Try somewhere new, you silly cow. Well, you just thank me. What she used to. The colourful character she was. Every man in the order, including the owner, Yanis, and his three sons, Dennis, Angelos and Christos. But sadly, Gran had passed away suddenly in April. Sorry. 2019. We were really close and I was devastated, missing her so much. My family and I wanted to fulfil her wishes and scatter her ashes in her beloved Greece. But due to COVID, we hadn't been able to make the trip until now. A week before we travelled, I'd been to see a tarot card reader and admitted I was really fed up with being single. Oh. You need to love yourself first before you can find love, he said. That's what RuPaul <laughs> says, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah. Stop the You don't music. love yourself, ain't nobody else going to love you. Is that right? Yeah. Is that what RuPaul says? Can I get an says? amen? Then he told me the card had Greek writing on. Oh, Greek writing. I was intrigued as Gran had always gone on at me to go to Greece with her to meet Yanis's sons. Here Ooh, we go. Hello, I think we know about... That's what she wanted. You need to come over and meet the three boys, she said. Three of them? She said regularly. They're all so handsome. One of them would make a great boyfriend for you, Kelly. At the time, I just laughed it off. I was meant to go with Gran to Greece, but one day... One day, but sadly, I never got round to it. Now, it was too late. But the tarot reading had piqued my curiosity for my Greek holiday in the sun, and now, with my dad, Alan, 67, my aunt, Susie, 49, and my friend, Sally, 28, we don't need any of that, that padding. I'd finally arrived in paradise with Gran's ashes. 
Straight away, I could see why Gran had loved it so much. It was such a beautiful, special place. At the hotel, we met Yanis and his sons, and I instantly felt attracted to 22-year-old oh. Christos. He was the hotel manager, middle son, and was gorgeous and charming. I said to him... Is that your Willie? No, sorry. I said to him, hi, nice to finally meet you. And I quickly smiled at Christos. Lovely, lovely to meet you too. How did they speak in Greece? Like Tom Conti, apparently. Lovely to meet you too, he said. And I felt myself get all hot under the collar. You do have a dirty bottom, I've seen it. The quiet one is nice, Sally whispered to me afterwards. Don't you dare, he's mine, I said, only Ooh. half joking. Gran was right all along, I thought, as I imagined her watching over me and laughing. But I told myself to get a grip. I was here to scatter my grand's ashes and my dad was here too. Yeah, get a grip afterwards. It wasn't the right time or place for a crush. A few nights later, we were all having drinks at the hotel while Christos was in the DJ booth. Oh, he sounds rather dishy, doesn't he? <coughs> As the evening went on, everyone else went to bed. <gasps> here we go, apart from me, Susie and Sally. By now, I couldn't help but look at Christos, and he held my gaze intently in return. What did I notice? <coughs> Susie suddenly said, I know you like him. I'm going to tell him. Before I could stop her, Susie had headed straight for Christos and was busy talking in his ear. I'm going to make him taste my jam donuts, she said. <laughs> Minutes later, she came back with him and I had to laugh. We got chatting and shortly afterwards, we were left alone. I felt like I'd known Christos forever and we chatted and laughed into the early hours. He was sweet, interesting and very easy on the eye. Oh, my fucking God. It's all coming true. I was surprised to hear he was half Scottish. We can't have everything. And his mum lived just 90 minutes... I'm joking to my Scottish friends! His mum lived just 90 minutes' drive from me. Quite a long way! <laughs> just 90 minute drive, yeah. Towards the end of the night, oh, we looked into each other's eyes and we kissed. You're mad. First, I could tell we both felt a little awkward. Ooh. Rude. But that was quickly forgotten and it felt amazing. There was no denying the chemistry between us. Oh, I couldn't believe that the sexiest moment of my life was all down to basically burying the ground. Is this appropriate? <laughs> she died so that you could ride. <laughs> <laughs> she died so you could ride. All the next few days, I tried to hide my blossoming romance from Dad in case he thought it was inappropriate. Well, it is a bit inappropriate, but soon my family WhatsApp group was on fire with everybody teasing me about it. <laughs> Thankfully, Dad was very supportive and he could see how happy I was, so I stopped pretending. On the fifth day there, my family and I buried some of Gran's ashes by a tree at the hotel and later scattered the rest at the harbour. Then, along with Yanis, we toasted her along with her favourite drink, a vodka and orange, <laughs> and played all her favourite songs, including Rockin' All Over the World by Status Quo. <laughs> oh, it's such a romba. Touching ceremony. Touching ceremony. <laughs> we reminisced about how she could talk to anybody for hours and had this magical ability to make everyone laugh. After that... Christos and I spent all of his time off together. I'm having sex at the moment. I was having such a great time, I extended my holiday for another week, as did Susie and Sally. Flipping heck, Susie and Sally, get a hint. Yeah. On our last day, I burst into tears in the bathroom. Oh! You are a very sexy man. Sally asked if I was OK, and I said, I can't leave him. Oh, you know why? 
You, you make me feel safe. I never felt so strongly before. She reassured me I'd be okay and that we'd be seeing each other again. But it was so hard for Christos and me to say goodbye. We hugged and I tried my hardest not to cry, telling him I'd be back soon when <laughs> someone else died, presumably. <laughs> Back in the UK, I temporarily moved from my home in Edinburgh down to London to star in the Channel 4 reality show Make Me Prime Minister. Oh, God. Yeah. It involved Alistair Campbell and Baroness Saeeda Varsi putting 12 of us through our political paces before one person will be crowned Channel 4's alternative Prime Minister. We don't need to know any no, of that. boring. I had to quarantine for five days before the show started and during that time, Christos and I were constantly on the phone. We never ran out of things to say and we grew even closer. The show was intense. And I was proud to come second in the competition. But I couldn't wait to fly out to see Christos again. That July, two months after we said goodbye, I flew back to Zakynthos to surprise Christos and we officially became a couple. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. In a ghost up my family. That's, that's a bold move. Yeah. Surprising a holiday romance. Well, I'm not expecting you. Yeah? I want to get to that in a minute. I spent the next few months flying back and forth. And in November last year, Christos came to Scotland. Oh, well, that was a disappointment. <laughs> to be closer to me, moving in with his mum. He's now looking for a hotel job while he completes his degree in hotel management. I'm surprised at how quickly Christos has adapted to the cold and rain. He isn't a fan of the heat which is just as well. Now we're very much in love and planning to move in together. Oh, lovely. My mother Teresa. My mother Teresa. It is lovely. That is really Can lovely. Can I look at the picture of them together? Please? Yes, oh, we're going to have a look at a them face together. To this name. They're very attractive couple. Oh, they're beautiful, aren't they? Really beautiful couple. Lovely. £300 me, richer as well. Me, me and Christos. <laughs> she doesn't miss a trick. He looks like that footballer. What's his name? Actually, I tell you, it looks like Roman Abramovich. A bit, yes, but with a more hair. Like, a bit more hair. Have you ever had a holiday romance? Yes. Not necessarily at a funeral. Whoa! She's sitting back. Several. Go on. Several. Yes, because, I, well, not really holiday, but I did the French and Spanish exchange. What you, did, what you did in, in bed is your own business. I've, I've done the French and Spanish exchange. It was the only time boys ever looked at me because I was an exotic flower to them. You are very much a flower. <laughs> Can I just ask For the most you... part, I ended up going out with lads who turned out to be absolutely bonkers. Right. Now, my question to you is, when... did I mean, did they come over after the holiday? Did you go and see them? And could the sort of romance of the holiday be rekindled or had it been lost? Um, there were... There was a couple where, whenever I went back, we just kind of resumed. Yes. Um, there was one that did come back. Right. Um, to, to your place in... Yeah. Your, and, uh, yes. In Manchester. I, well, and uh, it, it, it wasn't quite the same. No, My housemates no. did not appreciate him smoking Why? in the bathroom, eating doner kebabs for breakfast, basically. Where did you meet this bloke? <sighs> Well, when I was um, studying in Spain for a while... Right, OK. I, I met he was British? Lad. No, he was Spanish. What, eating Donner kebabs? He'd never had them before, so he, he really... Oh, well, yeah, he, very Moorish, are He really they? enjoyed yeah. it, and so he would buy two. He'd have one for his tea, and he'd have one in the fridge for breakfast. <laughs> he felt a keeper! He was living the dream. A lot of the Spanish lads, certainly the ones I've met, yes. were very kind of sheltered by their mums, right? Yes. And so they went a little bit feral when they were off the leash. Right, so you had to teach them a thing or two, did yeah. you? I bet. Feral. All that greasy doner kebab meat all over your it I bet was, that was nice. Oh, my God! I went I to... Get, to be honest, he didn't go anywhere near me, but what an image. A lovely image, I think. <laughs> just, everybody, just have a stop and think for a second. <laughs> just imagine that greasy doner kebab 
He was sweet, but he did wear double denim at a time when it was really not done. OK, well, hey, that's a Spanish thing for you, isn't it? <laughs> now, I went to Canet Plage in the south of France, and I think her name was Jill. If you're out there, Jill, 1986. He's forgotten. Rather lovely. I think her name was Jill. I remember it's a photograph of her, uh, but I'm going to tell you about that later. <laughs> but anyway, Jill, if you're out there, 1986, and they went to a very posh college, these girls. Might have been Cheltenham or something All like right. that. But anyway, we had a brief romance. <laughs> and I also got off with someone on a plane once, coming back did from you? Canada, yeah. Yes, I didn't mean to, didn't I? Just got talking to her and we had a blanket and we had a bit of a cuddle and uh, nothing more than that. And then when we got off at um, Gatwick or Heathrow or something, we were sort of walking through together and all our family were there to meet her and uh, I couldn't remember her name or anything and I was introduced and I had to pretend that we'd had a long affair. We just got off each other bleeding plane. Very exciting. Exciting days! Oh, we're full of possibilities back then, wasn't it, like? Full of... Possibilities, no longer. <laughs> uh, anyway, listen. All those doors firmly shut. All those doors firmly shut. I got an email from this fella, Stephen Ray, this week. If you could please, Linda. Dear Mr. Baptiste, sincerest apologies. Oh, here it is. Why is he apologising before he started? I think Don't we're know. about to find out. Okay. My ex missus is Turkish Cypriot, whose dad was buried in northern Cyprus. I'd met him briefly once and had seen lots of pictures of him. One summer we went over there from the UK to visit her family and also his grave. We laid flowers and she had a little chat with him as you do. Later that night we were back at the resort, both in bed and asleep. Then something woke me up and it oh. felt like someone else was in the room with us. Oh, Christ! <laughs> Sorry. I sat up and looking to my left where my ex was sleeping, there was a figure stood over her, looking down at her with his head turned slightly. It sounds ridiculous, but the best way to describe what I saw is blue light and the outline of a man, a bit like Obi-Wan after Darth Vader had killed him. Thing is, Mr Baptiste, it wasn't Alec Guinness stood there. It was my ex's dad. 100% it was him. Now, I wished I had reacted a little differently and not let the fear get me. But I almost messed the bed. Ugh. And my first reaction was to kick out from under the covers as the spirit, at the spirit, as best I could and tell it to fuck off. <laughs> or similar words that affect it, stroke he, then just vanish like that. I never told my ex about it because I didn't think she'd believe me and I certainly didn't want to upset her. But this is completely true. And although the first is now my only experience... Oh, no, is now not my only experience with the afterlife. Yours sincerely, Stephen Rea. Ray? We'll call him Ray. I think his name's Ray. A.K.A. on Twitter, J.K. Butter. J.Q. Butter. J.Q. Butter on Twitter. Let's speak to Stephen Ray. Stephen Ray is on the Zoom now. I've been very impressed with his email. Stephen, where are you Zooming from, please? Uh, I'm I'm zooming in from uh, North Carolina um, and a, a town. The town's actually called Nags Head, right? Um, and it's in the Outer Banks. What took you out there? We'll get to the spooky in a minute. But what what took you out there, Stephen? Um, uh, my wife. She is. She's from the US. But this story, Stephen, happened with a previous wife. Is that correct? Uh, yes, well, we weren't married actually, but yes, it did. That's right. Yes. A lot, a common law, a common law wife. Just yes. a quick question for all the Brexiteer voting Lord Rees Mogg types out there: What's wrong with our glorious English birds? Nothing at all. They're lovely. They are lovely. 
Um, some, so let's be fair. Some of them are. Some of them are bloody horrible, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but like the ones who were calling me a knobhead at the Bolton gig the other day. But we won't go back there. Flipping <laughs> horrible. What, what, why? Why would they? Why would they speak to you in that way? Uh, it's a little. It's, it's called drink, Stephen. It's called yeah. drink. They didn't quite get what I was doing. They're pissed out their heads. Anyway, that aside, please tell me the big question I've got. Linda is not here at the moment. The big question: okay. If I were a doubter, and you know I'm not, right? Yeah, absolutely. How did you know that this Obi Wan Kenobi figure was the dead dad of the Cypriot uh, common law wife? Go. Well, as I think I mentioned as well, that um, I'd actually I'd met him briefly before, right? Um, and uh, obviously, I'd seen plenty of pictures of him. Right. Um, and so, w I, when I woke up and I, I looked across, yeah. and he, he was just he was stood there, just head head kind of slightly tilted. It, it genuinely, you know, scared the life out of me. Okay, okay. Um, and I kicked, I kicked out, and I just said, "Look, fuck off! Get, you know, get out of here!" Yeah. And uh, and it that, just vanished. You know, alive or dead, that's never a good move with a Cypriot father-in-law. They're not going to respond to that, Stephen, are they? They no. look at you and go, "What are you bloody doing with my girl? <laughs> with my girl?" You know. Uh, it was. Uh, I just got a. a, a, a a, a, a deep sense of fear and uh yeah i've got the feeling that i probably wasn't his cup of tea if you know well, what I means funny you should say that because i used to work and people might know this the is it called the seafair restaurant in in seaside road in eastbourne and that was owned by a greek cypriot uh fella and he was quite he was tough he was tough i know there's a difference don't start writing in turkish cypriots and greek cypriots but he was a tough mediterranean type um and i could well you know if he came to haunt anyone he'd probably shit them up quite a lot so <laughs> but you'd met him i mean you know the cynic would say he was on your mind you've been to visit his grave you've seen him how can you be certain it wasn't in your mind's eye half asleep sleep paralysis and somehow you're daydreaming it just it's just stuck with me and i really you know and I, from that moment on it's kind of i don't i just felt it i saw him um, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't been drinking or anything like that, right. and uh, yeah, I'm just ever since then, it's I've it's kind of changed my perspective on Good things. God. A bit as Good well. God! Good really, God! What did she uh, say? Um, Was she upset the the ex when you woke up? I never, I never told her. I've never told her about it because I I, I didn't think she one. I didn't want to upset her, but I didn't think she believed me right. as well. You know, and and. Uh, because that's not really her. She she's not really um, someone that would would believe in in those types of things anyway. Do you know what right, I mean? She's, so. she's way for thin. Is what is the technical term? I yeah. Know for. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Um, suburban. A little bit suburban about the whole thing. Stephen. Um, so th did the guy look at you? I know you said his head was cocked to one side. Did he look round at you and go, "What are you kicking out at, you bastard?" Um, and get your hands he, off her. <laughs> No, it, it it all happened. So it 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 happened in a matter of moments. But um, yeah. yeah, he was he, he was just focused on on his daughter. He was just stood there looking down, 
at her and I think that was, you know, it, it was really strange, you know, like I said, we, we'd been to visit the grave that day. Yeah. So I, I know what you're saying, but it had been a while since I had seen him face to face, like many, many years, but I knew it was him straight away. Okay, so this is, now I understand this, and this is why I want you to give everyone the chance to understand this, because I do, I'm an absolute believer, as you know, I've visited Absolutely. the afterlife, I've seen it. Yes. I, I um, believe I believe in you. Thank yeah. you so much. What I want to confirm is that you must have been... I mean, you couldn't bring yourself to tell her. You don't think she'd respond very well. And this, to this day, has changed your outlook on where we are in the universe, our purpose. Absolutely. You know, that there is more to us than our corporeal life on Earth, right? Yeah. That must have really changed your philosophy overnight and, and knocked yeah. you out, knocked you bandy, did it? To a certain degree, because uh, you know, I, 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 I never kind of uh, dismiss anything completely. Do you know right. what I mean? And but it kind of, yeah, it, it certainly. Like I said, I didn't want to mention it because I thought it would be upsetting for her. Yes, and you know, and and the, and the belief of it. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just something I kept with me, but. Um, okay. Yeah, I, w I wanted to share that with you because I think it, you know, certainly someone like yourself, yeah, with your experience and and your yeah. your powers, my powers, um, yeah, thank you. You know, you you uh, I, you know, I, I, I really, uh, yeah, I know that you would you would you would understand. For I sure. do understand. Yeah, it kind I... of did knock me for six. It did. It scared scared the scared the bejesus out of me. The bejesus. Well, Stephen, I want to thank you very, very much. I'm, I'm looking at the fella now. He looks sane. He looks uh, sincere is what he looks like. And so, Stephen, good luck. And I will speak to you anon. If there's anything else you want to report, come back to me. Yes, I will do. Thank you so much, Mr. Baptiste. I appreciate thank you. Steve. Thank you, Stephen. Namaste, my friend. Namaste. Namaste. Good luck. Cheers. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Returning now to your problems. And and once again, no one's got in touch with any of their bleeding problems. This is if you don't think we'll take it seriously. Come on, we know stuff. This is from, uh, take a break, Fate and Fortune, and and I think it's um, uh, Keely Potts being asked... Why am I still alone? I have been single since the early 90s and I've been helping my daughter raise her boys. Over the years, I've joined several different clubs hoping to meet a nice man. My daughter even helped me join an online dating site. A psychic told me I'd meet someone younger whose wife had died several years ago within 6 to 12 months, but nothing's happened. Do you think it ever will, says Carol, 75, of Glossop, Derbyshire, if you're interested. Right. If, if there's anyone out there around about 75 years of age, stay strong, is the advice, as I feel a relationship is just around the corner. I sense, however, that there may have been a mix-up in the psychic's description. <laughs> oh, come on. This is backtracking. I feel the man you're going to meet is around your age, but the rest is true. A friendship will move into love. Oh, yeah, a friendship will move into love as you spend more time together. But I need you to stop trying to tick all the boxes. We all have a wish list of the person we want to meet. But don't miss out because one or two boxes have been missed. I mean, we all want someone younger, don't we? I mean, what do you Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, hold on. Go on. This is interesting. I certainly do not. Go on. Tell me about that one. My time of training people up is over. I want the finished product, please. Thank you very much. Well, how old would you go, then? Oh, not that old. I mean, I'm not not 75. No. (laughs) Come on. Um, You know, I I don't want someone younger. And, you know, as for these pop stars and such, going out with people, you know, say they're in their 40s and they're going out with someone in their 20s. Yes. No. Why? They're children to me. I, all right, I can safely say that any men listening are going, what? Why would you not want some siren to go out with? This is the essential difference. Linda's here pulling her face like it's the most ridiculous thing yeah. anyone's ever said. No. What, a young, beautiful, nubile uh, person with all their limbs working? I know, but also inexperienced. They don't understand your cultural references. What are you going to talk about? I know you're not thinking about talking, but eventually you're going to have to talk to them. I think... However hopeless you are in bed, it would still be nice. (laughs) That's what I think. How how bad is it going to be? Listen, you can have a beautiful body, but if you don't know what to do with it, it's frankly a waste. Is it? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) If you're willing to make that experiment... Uh, I'll tell you something in a bit. <laughs> right, listen. Um, now, this is what I want to ask you. What is a real turn-off, then? If you're looking for... What is the one thing that gives you... I believe the kids call it the ick. Yeah. What is the thing that would give you the ick? Not the age thing, all that aside. Mm-hmm. If you were this person, this lady, who's apparently got it wrong, that she's going well, to meet somebody... I think, to be honest, we've only got a small amount there from her, Carol. And to she's go had to with. get to yes. the point there. Yes. But she yes. does sound a little bit desperate. And yes. I think you can smell desperation. Yes. Right? So she's going to these clubs specifically to meet someone she's not going to experience thing and just be right right so i think you should work on developing yourself and making yourself happy before you can do anything else a bit like that other one that we spoke yes about okay and rupaul can you hear this proper advice go on but um for me if i was going out with someone they could be gorgeous and everything but if they were mean to waiters oh that's horrible isn't yeah? it yes 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 and um, if they were 
cruel. You yes. Know, you Brexit know, is. If they were people who said who who covered nastiness with quote unquote jokes. I'm joking. No thanks. I'm only, uh, only joking. No. And no, you know, you're not. Are no. You? No. Do you know what I don't like is someone who go, excuse me, I'll have a drink, please. Yeah. Could I have a drink, please? Like your Dismissive. sort of yeah. Um, you're gonna buy me something nice for my birthday, please. Yeah. Thank you. The expectation. That's all. I don't, you know, when it comes genuinely, I mean, look at me. I dress like a, a tramp when I'm not in my showbiz gear, right? People who are, are too into sort of material goods. Now, this sounds like I'm being worthy, but honestly, if you saw where we come and recall this, you'll realise I'm not too interested in trappings <laughs> and, uh, you know, material material goods, that sort of thing. Oh, he's bought me... Oh, for my birthday, bought me a love. I sound like Sally Morgan. He bought me a lovely diamond ring. Bang my head, darling. Oh, he, he banged my head on the side of the car. Me eye come off, my darling. He replaced it with a jewel. It's a terrible <laughs> mess. Oh, it's a terrible <laughs> mess, my darling. No, I don't mean this fictional person to sound yeah. like Sally Morgan. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? That sort of, oh, what are you going to buy me for Christmas? But you also, know? you know, as a woman, I don't want someone showing off to me with what they've got either. No, exactly. And let's not forget, the fucking ice caps are melting. We don't need to buy any more. No. Shit! What I want is someone who will make me laugh from my pelvis all the way up to my, you know, to make me laugh, right? Yes. Not to do anything else, oh, necessarily. Oh, that's lovely. But I do want someone who I can laugh like a kid with now and again. Because yes, that makes everything right. better. That's right. Very good. Sound a if they've got right. a tiny penis, though, forget it. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's me out then. Right. OK. <laughs> Very sad news now. A woman who married a Victorian ghost reveals she's divorced him oh. by having exes. You know this person's brocard. Yeah. Brocard, 40, from Oxfordshire. She's divorced. You remember this? Regular listeners. He kept taking her revealing clothes away and stuff, didn't he? And they? he also fancied Marilyn Monroe. Do you remember that? Oh, he was having it who on does, with it. Who does he have to have it on with it? Go he was. A woman, who, this is from the Daily Mail? No, Looks is like, this from the New York like Times? Looks like the Mail, doesn't it? OK. A woman who married a ghost of a Victorian soldier, do you remember this? All coming flooding back now. Last year has revealed, sadly, they have now... Divorced. Brocard, 40, from Oxfordshire, insists she met soldier Eduardo after the ghoul burst into her bedroom one night during a storm. But after their wedding on Halloween 2022, things went downhill. She added, he grew increasingly more aggressive and nasty and began to oh. haunt me with the sound of a screaming baby. Ooh, I concluded that the only way to get rid of Eduardo was to exercise him. So I embarked on the harrowing process in the chapel that we got married in. After hours, he was finally purged from my system. I felt light and free. <laughs> I'm excited to be released of this troubled spirit. Brocard, looking very miserable in this picture. Look, she's very upset about everything, isn't she? Yeah. She described him as devilishly handsome. The entity immediately declared his love for the singer-songwriter the night they met and over time began to confide in her, she said. Recalling the unearthly encounter, Brocard said, I met Eduardo when he burst into my bedroom uninvited one dark, stormy night. Oh, yeah, this was the fellow that did not go for consent, did he? That's right. Unsettled and unable to sleep, I tossed and turned, preoccupied by an argument I'd had with a friend. It was an upsetting night and rain was lashing at the windows. Out of nowhere, I felt an intense burning in my oh. heart and the sensation moved slowly throughout my whole body, making me tingle and down through my toes. Oh, Christ. Out your pencil. I was compelled upright in bed, forced into a sitting position. I reached back to turn on the bedside light and my hand was forced away. Remember this, we've done yeah. this, this description before. My hand was forced 
passed away. I tried again this time. I was able to pull the cord. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. That's right, her. The singer said she felt warmth on her neck. Ugh. A warm breath on my neck whispered, I love you. As the spirit departed and the room fell cold, I was left shaking and trembling in bed as tears streamed down my face. After this, Eduardo would reportedly reveal himself to his wife-to-be more frequently, where she would admire his alluring appearance and tone of his voice. Brocard explained, After our initial meeting, Eduardo slowly revealed more about himself to me. I saw his images as a Victorian soldier. He was always in his uniform. He sounds ever so dishy, doesn't he? <laughs> Even on our wedding day, his face is devilishly handsome. Shoulder-length, unruly hair. He looks lived in, well-worn. Troubled almost. There's a pain attached to his being. His voice is commanding and forceful, yet he whispers to seduce. Brocard described how as the relationship progressed, Eduardo became increasingly possessive of the influencer with 105. <laughs> she's got 105,000 Instagram following. Gosh. She said he would allegedly flit between. She'd have to say allegedly in case he sues. Yeah. Presumably. Allegedly flit between acting in a threatening way to then being warm and intense. The woman recalls. The woman. The woman. Our relationship. Why am I getting the voice of um, Moira Rose in my head from Schitt's Creek? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, go on. Our relationship had always been turbulent from the beginning. <laughs> With the stark contrast of him being threatening and possessive and then warm and intense, but I slowly began to tire of being married to a free spirit. He was inconstant, consistent and barely present. He was never there. He was never there. She saw straight through him, actually. <laughs> she was Where only solid. Brocard claimed that she grew tired... Have we done that? No. She became tired of the girl... We'll get this over in a minute. The girl's inconsistency became annoyed by his alleged unsettling fascination with Marilyn Monroe. The spooky soldier's crush on the late actress transpired on their wedding day when he reportedly spotted Miss Monroe in the chapel. Oh, my fucking God. Did she have no better to do? She would... Yeah, God. Eduardo then would allegedly disappear for days at a time, the filthy pig, and return reeking of Miss Monroe's iconic perfume scent, Chanel Number no. 5. He would he would brush past Brocard and the room would... The, the smell would fill the room. <coughs> then the next bit is exactly what they've already written, so someone's not subbed this properly. The self-professed oh. one-woman horror story... <coughs> Oh dear. Said her Sorry. frustration. That said, Wardo. Wardo's <laughs> come in. He's got too much perfume. He's sprayed his Chanel number five. <laughs> The self-professed one-woman horror story said her frustration in her new marriage began when her husband got too drunk on their honeymoon to Barry it Island, happens. Wales. Oh, my God. Barry Island? I did he go to Yates's. Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, banger, yes, probably. <laughs> Feeling disrespected by her husband, Brokaw decided to consult a psychic to learn how to assert her boundaries. She came to the conclusion. Anyway, I think we've it's probably... Lindsay. I think we've had enough. <laughs> I'm quite adamant that I no longer want to be haunted by Eduardo, so his presence isn't welcome in my life. I imagine it'd be very difficult to divorce a Victorian soldier. Mm. I mean, they didn't have divorce so much in them days, did they? No, more like a limited life expectancy. You'd be, you'd be stuck together, wouldn't yeah. you? You'd have to stay together. Anyway, listen, getting oh, back... actually, oh. bigamy was big, wasn't it? Bigamy, because yeah. Because people could just move. They didn't have leave a paper trail or anything like that. You could just change your name. You could marry who you wanted. Well, so. I suppose so. He could just slip behind the, the, the celestial curtain and be off, off with, with whoever, whoever he wanted. Right, thank you. Uh, getting back to Erskine Court, I just want to tell you that Eric, my new neighbour from number two, he popped back 
back in yesterday to bring back that extension cable. And he wanted to confirm that we had indeed been speaking to Steve Jobs just a few days before. You know, psychically. Yes. Now, do you want to come in for a second? Actually... Don't leave the door open. Shut, shut the door. I can't, yeah, I don't. I just feel a bit embarrassed about the whole thing. But... Okay, well, don't, don't worry. We can deal with this another time. Just for the moment, Eric. I've no, got, I've... I just said, was it actually. Well, was that, was that, that was actually. In your mind, so you're of the firm belief that that was Steve Jobs that you were speaking to. Eric, look around you. I'm a paranormal. I'm a paranormalist. Look at these books everywhere. Look at this. What I'm an intellectual on the subject, right? right? That, I'm a paranormal. I used to re- read a lot of Goosebumps, actually. Well, not yeah. that. That's a kid's book. But I, you know, some of these. Look, that's. Yeah, it's into an easy. Guide to Ghosts. Again, that's a, that's just a little thin one I got from Reader's Digest. That's that's not that's not my work. That's just to illustrate. To well, can I help you at all? Clair, what... Clairvoyancy for dummies. Yes, that's just again. That's don't look at those ones. Those are just uh, to, to introduce people to the, the the genre. Over here, I've got all sorts. Look, there's um, right. Paul McKenna's Ghost Ghost Therapy book. There you are. That's quite an interesting intellectual one uh, Arthur C. Clarke um, Spirit and that it's all there okay. so a, a bite-sized guide to dead people yes uh, any, forget um, that that's not one of the intellectual they're over here look at these great big thick books of all intellectual words and that um, so uh, well, I, Steve I Jobs what, I was it, speaking to yeah. he's not my you know I uh, there's a sort of a Mount Olympus for me of like go on you know, computer giants and... Yes. You know, but Bill Gates would be up there. I've never really been a big Microsoft no, fan, but no. you can't deny what he did. No, me neither, shit. Um, yeah. Big computers and he... Um, but Alan, Alan Turing, obviously... He's Al, Alan, Alan Turing's. Yeah, where... where Turing. Turing. Alan Turing. Just remind me, yeah, he was in... What was he? He made a computer. Oh. Well, obviously... You know the Enigma... Enigma Code? Um, BBC Two, was it? That one, or...? Something like that, I seem to remember. Well, no, from the the actual, not a... I'm not talking about a kind of fixed, the actual Enigma code and... Right, and just remind me... used for message... You know, in the war, in the war, in the war. Yeah, yeah and... and uh, he... Well, I mean, I'm sure you know, I feel it's kind of patronising to explain something... You no, I, I, I know all about it, and if, and if it would help... And if, you, if, it, if it's going to convince you of what I can do, I'll speak to Alan Turing's now, if you like. If he's here, uh, I mean... Uh, so he cracked the code and also he was um, fundamental in, in inventing computers. Inventing computers, yeah. There's a Turing test. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you know about the yeah. Turing test. Yeah, and... yeah. Well, let's ask him yourself, shall we? Because uh, Alan... Yeah, he's here now, Alan uh, Turing. And Eric doubts that I am speaking to anyone. I had Steve Jobs the other day and now he presumably thinks I'm not speaking to you either because I am speaking to him and he's right here with me. Well, I guess um, I would just be... I would I would spend hours with Alan if I could, you Well, know, we haven't got that much time. So as I said, I've, I've got to go out in a minute, as I said. What he envisioned a computer could be what versus what it is okay. now. Did he, did he see it going that way? Did he see you all having personal computers? Right. Well, he heard you say that, and actually. Laptops and... He heard you say that. And he says, he, yes... He's he... not responding to me. No, well, he said he... So no, he's speaking through me, and he said... I don't re- I, I'm not sure I understand the concept of a medium. Why can't 
if they can talk to one person, why can't they just... Because I got the... Directly? Eric, do you want to speak to Alan Turing's or not? Because he's right here now, and, he's, and he says to me, yes. It's not an S on the end, but yeah. yeah um, no, it's not. He says, get his name well, right. I guess, what does he think of... Um, uh, what does he think of chat... You know, chat GPT and, yeah. and AI, and you, yeah. you're typing, and uh, are they going to take over? Right, OK. It's all going to be artificial intelligence. All right, yeah. He says, don't... Robots. don't talk, Stop talking, he says for a second because he's saying. And then Apple, uh, Apple Vision Pro as well is that. <laughs> he's laughing about Apple Vision Pro. He says really great. He loves, he likes that one. But when he yeah. says about the robots and that, and he says, he says that he says he said what are you saying? He said you better what. He says watch out on that because they really, they can take over the the world that lot if they wanted and he said he wouldn't he have done that he said yeah he said he wouldn't have done that he said he'd done the enigma code and that and stopped the, the germans but he said he wouldn't have done no robots he'd... i don't think he would have capped computers at a certain point i don't okay well who's the scientist he is he's there with a the white coat very, on. i know but it just seems very uncharacteristic of him if i was gonna what does or just the way it sounds like i'm talking to a person that's not very technically minded, and he started the whole thing off. If I remember rightly, they were trying to keep it undercover, the Enigma codes, weren't they? Keep them all under the cover. And he's going, I'm, I'm, he says, I'm deliberately talking in layman's terms to throw anyone off the, the scent of what we can do, especially the robots, he said. What's, what's his Nirvana? Is he with Steve Jobs? His Nirvana is, well, he got in trouble for the gay stuff, didn't he, if I remember rightly? It's, it's probably I'm, I'm not going right. to speak for him, but probably it's, it's blokes and that. But, uh, you know. Okay, that was yeah. fair enough. And he liked fellas and computers and blokes, probably. Uh, Which is absolutely fine. Yeah, and that's fine. And uh, and he says thanks for that. Thanks for understanding. Because he says in his day, but did he... they didn't have robots or homosexuals, so it was very difficult in them days. So he says, all right, he welcomed the gay ones now, but not the <laughs> the robots so much. And he said, I hope that answers your question. Well, he didn't really ask answer about chat. Eh? GPT. Um, uh, just the general question of what does he think about? All right, Chat GPT. Alan, what do you think of Chat? The Chat GTP. GTP. Chat GPT. Yeah, he knows. He knows, and he says he so, says he doesn't like it. Just think that that this robot can just start writing stuff for. You. He says no, I'm not a fan. He says, but then again, he's from the 1940s, so you can't expect him to be into that. And he says he's got to go. He's right. Got, he's going to. He's, uh, it's a, he's going to Glyndebourne with some blokes, and then you know, like for his what he likes, Nirvana, and that is Nirvana, which is yeah. um, with fellas. So he says he'd like to stay in chat, and perhaps another time. But he says no to the robots, but yes to gays. So, uh, well, uh, yeah. So perhaps this was. I'll just I'll just hand the uh, the. Extension lead and okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll um, catch up soon. Catch up soon. Do pop down again another time and stay away from Ruth. All right, cheers, yeah, Eric. Uh, uh, cheers, Eric. And Alan says, See you later. Okay, bye bye. Right, very quick. I just want to get to this. This is another 
fantastic story, which I couldn't... And now, this was in the New York Times. Right. Uh, this is this is a woman who had sex with 20 ghosts is now engaged to a spirit. I always wonder about people who can give you a definite number. Oh, I know how many people I've slept with, don't you? Yes, because it's small, but when they're saying it's like over 100 or 20... Oh, you, no, no, that's disgusting. Counting. You filthy pigs out there. I did have a friend who used to keep a book. All right, t- just a second. With, with comments. Turn the music! <laughs> oh, my God! Really? Yeah. What about... Yeah. Oh, what do you mean about what marks out of 10 sort of thing? Yeah, comments and observations. Oh, that's a bloke or a girl. It's a woman. But it wasn't oh, necessarily Christ. about sex. It was just about the quality of the relationship and the interactions, really. Oh, OK. OK. I had a friend when we were growing up. This is so disgusting. Oh, God. And he was in the police as well. A friend, is it? My friend. Don't I don't know him. I he goes to different schools. Let's just call him... Let's call him... Let's call him James. That's not his name. Anyway, we used to go around to his house and his dad had a garage, right? This is so, I can't believe I'm telling you this. Jesus Christ. If he's listening, he'll know he'll know it's him. And his dad had a little scrapbook where he <sighs> cover little ears. Cover cover little ears. What are they doing here anyway? What they're doing here anyway. It's only Milo's allowed to listen. Uh <laughs> And he would cut out, you know, women's breasts. Oh, my uh, God. All sorts of bits. And he would have sort of subtitles, you know, sort of big <laughs> but nice. Small but perfectly... Oh, is it a scrapbook? <laughs> subtitles. And even at the age of ten, I thought, that is absolutely pathetic. Hang on, this is the dad that did The it. dad! Not the kid. No, the dad who was in the police did it. Oh, Small but lovely. You know, um, big, well-formed. Fat but nice, you know. Oh Christ! A pervy policeman. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Anyway, don't worry. I'll delete all that later. Let's get on with this story by Christian Christian Golalian uh, in the New York Times. Music, please. A British woman who claims she slept with at least twenty ghosts says she's now engaged to a poltergeist. Oh Christ! Oh, I've heard of this one. Yeah. In December, Amethyst Realm. I'm going to say not her real name. <laughs> Amethyst Realm. Lovely name. Told British TV show. ITV this morning that she cheated on her fiancé with a ghost and since gone on to have supernatural affairs with at least 20 paranormal beings. How does she know? How can she tell? I mean... Could you tell they were different? Well, exactly. Exactly! Well, now she says she's found true love with an apparition. Realm, that's her name, said the ghost asked her to get married during a trip to celebrate their nine-month relationship at England's Wookiee Hole Cave. Now, that's very famous. (laughs) Very famous. Uh, There was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have knees. eh? (laughs) But for the first time, I heard him speak, she told the son. I could actually hear his voice, and it was beautiful. Deep, sexy and real, no doubt echoing round Wookiee old caves, you mm. know. The 30-year-old said she met her spooky match, who doesn't have a name, right. doesn't go to your school, during a work <laughs> trip to Australia in February. I had not had a phantom fling for a while and I was away on business starting a new relationship was the last thing on my mind, the Bristol-based spiritual counsellor told the oh, son. Oh, Bristol. Then one day I, I was walking through the bush, enjoying nature, I suddenly felt this incredible energy. A new lover had arrived. A Realm, new one, blimey. <laughs> my lover. Realm said her friends and family have embraced her on 
unusual engagement. Yeah, I'm sure they're sick of hearing about it. And now she's planning her big day as a pagan ceremony. We haven't discussed the details yet, but I think it will be quite a big do, she said. However, the couple already had sex on the plane back from Australia. Oh. Sounds like that person <laughs> I met coming back from Canada. When they first met, oh, he was happy and excited. So excited that we had to do something about it, she said. So we headed to the plane, Lou. Oh, Christ. And now I'm a member of the Mile High Club. I don't think it qualifies if you're on your own, does it? No, you're just imagining <laughs> just someone. Just a pervert. The bride-to-be added that this engagement is much more satisfying than her previous living fiancé. Sometimes I get the feeling I'm being moved, she said. Orgasms I have with my spirit lovers have been way more satisfying than any I've had with ordinary men. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Trust the blokes to get it in the neck again. <laughs> Linda, She'd ha- rather have an invisible one. Exactly. Have you ever shagged a ghost? No, because it don't exist. Right, OK, well, let's move on. Now, about three weeks ago, you'll remember this, yes. Linda, I did gigs, lovely gig in Shrewsbury at the Seven Theatre. Have you ever been to Shrewsbury? No. Oh, it's bloody nice. My friends in Shrewsbury, the, the audience were lovely, everyone was friendly. It's got a sort of small town feel to it. I quite liked it. But while I was there, I did an interview with Ignacio Lopez. I love him. Isn't he brilliant? He's so good. Do you know, I heard about him but two days before and I bumped into him doing this gig. And have a listen to this wonderful story. He's like half Spanish, half Welsh, right? That's correct. That's correct. Right, let's get on with it. <laughs> I'm here at the Seven Theatre with Ignacio Lopez, who is a brilliant comedian and musician. Ignacio, just before we start this rather spooky story, um, I want to ask you this. Quite often, someone comes on stage with a guitar and my heart sinks. You think, oh, God, make it funny. Don't make this an excuse for not being funny, that it rhymes and it's got to... and keep repeating the same bloody chorus. You don't do that, and I know this because someone told me the other day how brilliantly funny you are. I'm waiting to see it. (laughs) Tell me about that before we start. Well, I... Probably as much as you hate musical comedians. Yes. So when I started doing stand-up, I didn't used to walk up with a guitar at all. Right. So I wanted to prove myself for a few years. Yes. Uh, and then I was on my way to a show in London, and the promoter phoned me up to cancel and said, you you can't do it. I, mess, I messed up. I booked you, and it was supposed to be a musical comedy show. Uh, so all of the acts have to do musical comedy. I said, I, I do musical comedy. I can do musical comedy. Hell, yeah. And I, ha- I said, does, does anyone have a guitar I can borrow? Because I used to be a musician before. Yes. I did stand-up. She said, yep. So I wrote a song on the bar on the way there. This is how it's done, people. <laughs> All you people trying to get in the theatre, listen to this fella. And he's sexy and Spanish at the same time. So I rocked up to the show. I, I taped the lyrics. I said, do you mind if I do some talking before I do a song? They said yeah. no. So I gave the song context, did some stand-up, and then did a song. Um, and I, I, the things I dislike about musical comedy, I hate repeated choruses. Oh, God. If you've heard the joke once, you've heard it. Oh, there's, there's the no M25, what a state. <laughs> and it's always something really quite boring. Yeah, there's no, there's no excuse. You, you know, you, if you're a creative, write another yeah, right, verse, another write bit. another chorus. Absolutely correct. Ladies... His voice is sending a shiver all over my body. <laughs> Ignacio, tell me, what is the spooky thing that happened to you? Well, the spookiest One thing. One second. Put the music on in the studio, please, Linda. Away you go. 
spookiest thing that's ever happened to me. My uh, my mother lives in in South Wales in a town called Pontadawe. I can tell with the accent. Yeah. Yeah. This is a thick Pontadawe accent. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> But when I was a kid, we'd go visit my grandmother who lived there, uh, very hilly part of you know the country. Yes. And um, you know it's got this, it's in the Swansea Valleys there. Mm. And behind my grandmother's house, it was all farmland and mountains. And through the mountain in the Second World War, they'd closed uh, a railway mm. that ran through the mountain. Right. And they used it to store uh, paintings during the Second World War to keep them safe. It yes. never reopened as a railway again. Right. Um, and it, it had become overgrown. And my mother talked about this place, but nobody had ever found it. So me as a kid visiting, made some friends. We went adventuring, like a, you know, like the famous five or something. Lovely. And here we go. <laughs> Slow down for effect. Here we go. So one day... One day, uh, we set off looking for this place through the woodland. Uh, we, we, we managed to kind of crawl through overgrown woods, brambles. You know, we cut ourselves to pieces, but yes. we're kids, we don't care. Yes. Uh, we made our way through. We found this tunnel, uh, you know, dripping, atmospheric, very scary place. Yeah. Uh, we got through there, and we there's a huge metal door in it. It's almost like a brick building within the tunnel, so you can't see through to the other side because it's blocked by this building. And, you know, using, like, our little torches we had, this is pre-smartphones. We didn't have phones, torches, or anything. We got these little torches, uh, and we managed to like wind them up, go through. We found this big door. We all of our strength. We all had to open it up. Mm. The door together. This big metal iron door. Go on. Uh, and inside, it was completely empty. Absolutely nothing in there. And we thought, oh well, this is you know. Obviously, they take the paintings out. These yes. paintings have been protected and stuff. Yes. But like you know, we we had a good time just using our imagination, having some fun and stuff. Yes. Uh, well. As it happens, uh, when we went to leave, uh, the door closed on one of our friends. When you say it closed, you saw it close, or you it just swung shut with the wind? We hear, there's, there's, there's no wind getting through this place. Right. It's a very isolated place. Right. You can hear the dripping you know, of the ceiling and stuff, yes. water coming through the mountain into the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, very atmospheric and scary. And one of our friends is still in there. We're sort of coming out, squeezing right. through the door because it's yes. a narrow passage. Yes. We just hear a slam. Uh, we turn around, and this door, which we can barely make out, is now closed. And my, my friend is now inside. Oh, shit. This. <laughs> so we're panicked. Right. And we're worrying, do we run for help? Do we yes. manage to go through? Then we've got to find this place again because it's hidden in the oh woodland. Oh, my God. And was he shouting from the other side? We couldn't hear a thing coming from inside oh, there. Oh, Christ. All we knew is that he's in there. We're yeah. outside. We, how are we going to get him out? We're, yeah. worried. We, we're worried about getting in to trouble should we have not come here put him in that kind yeah. of stuff yeah. so we all we all grouped together managed to pull this door open and it's almost Blair Witch style he stood in the corner just kind of like staring off in the wrong directions spots the torches and, and eventually turns around my, my friend God. yeah my friend Daryl turns around spots us all he just looks shell-shocked he looks completely stunned uh, that didn't remember the door closing on him nothing just spaced out completely we're about nine ten right. years of age right. Uh, we, we, we get out of there, we sprint out of this tunnel, we managed to make our way through all of it. Uh, we went back uh, weeks later, when we all kind of got back yes. together, we decided, right, we're going to go through there, more prepared this time, all yes. right? One of us had like a, a metal stick or something, we're going to use to pry it open, yes. this sort of stuff. We get there, we reach the, the tunnel, um, the building is gone. The building inside the tunnel is gone, you can now see directly through to you the other mean, side of the tunnel. So you can, the door is still there, or? There's no building, there's no door. There's it's, no just, it's just an empty tunnel now. The building that we trapped, <laughs> it got in, stuck in. in, is no longer there. It didn't exist. 
This is a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> it's a possibility. What did he see, Daryl? What he did saw he see? Nothing, just blackness. He just and said. And he just stood there. And he was he was catatonic because he was terrified. terrified. Yep, yep. And we we just yeah we had to get him out. Which so we managed to squeeze the door open again, woke him up out of his state. Yeah. I think I don't know if he fainted or what, but he was right. just stood, stood there, there in the corner. Yeah. Terrified. And do do you and the the you know the famous five Welshmen? <laughs> Do they still... Do they all sound like you, these Welsh fans? No, they sound no. very Welsh, That's yeah. the spooky thing, yeah. that they don't sound very... Um, did they, to this day, say, do you remember what happened? I mean, is there a knowing smile between you know something We happened? rarely see each other, but whenever we do the story, we talk about other stories as yes. well. We used to mess around. We go to, like, graveyards and things, and yes. there's instances of graves falling over without, you know, unexpected talk, kind of yeah, thing. It's a bit like that in Wales. It's yeah. all a bit gravy. Yeah. It's a bit deathy, isn't it, Wales? It's a bit deathy. Yeah. It's a daunting place, yeah. And yeah. We, 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 always go, we always end back up at this story, and Daryl's just sort of, you know, shrugs his shoulders and laughs it off and, and can't even remember the door closing. Later Ladies and gentlemen, Ignacio Lopez, thank you. You are going to the top of our spooky <laughs> story uh, chart. Thank you, sir. Yes, well. Namaste. <laughs> Yakida. <laughs> Linda, what are you going to do when you leave this holy place? What am I going to do? That's a big question. I've got yes. the house to myself for a few more days. Right. So I can either... Clean it top to bottom. Right. Or I can resume my place on the sofa. Yes. And oh. chill out for a bit. How lovely. Well, whatever you decide to do, will you come back next week? Yeah, and, oh, lovely. Uh, just to remind you, look, on September the 24th, there's loads of... Let me tell you those dates again. Quick, Phil. September the 24th. Have a little think about this. You're okay. doing nothing that night, September are you? So why don't you come and have a laugh uh, with us? Sunday the 15th of October. Can you hear this? Uh, when's the next one? November the 26th, Sunday the 26th of November. 26th of Nob. Nob. And Nob. And December the 3rd, Sunday yep. December the 3rd, we will be at the 100 Club, 100 Oxford Street in London, doing this show live. You can be in it, we're going to speak to you, we're going to ask you your ghost stories, we've got top comedians in it, we've got music, Glow is going to be singing, we're going to have the whole bloody lot, and you will love it. Please go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptiste Sunday Seance. Now, you heard episode 21. You heard how much fun it was. Episode 22, gilding the lily a little bit, but 21 was pretty good. And that's what we're going to do. More of that! So why don't you come and see? It's only cheap, isn't it? Cheap. Yes, Blood cheap is cheap. Cheap. night in London. Come yeah, on. absolutely. All right, well, Linda, until next week. Adios. Adios. And from me, namaste. <laughs> Well, what a very spooky show we had today. My thanks to Linda, Jess Lightfoot, Mother Teresa, Eric Rushton, Stephen Ray, Ignacio Lopez, Dave Brinkworth for the music and for Glow for seeing it so hauntingly. <sighs> You know what I'm going to say, don't you? 
I want you to come and see us at the 100 Club. Uh, we've got, oh, we got September the 24th. We've got Sunday, October the 15th. Uh, some other dates I can't remember. Just, I just mentioned them. You probably heard it just now. But come and see it. We got tickets.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste's Sunday Seance. Your chance to be on the show. Goodbye. I'm getting the name John. Is there a John in the building? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fading nail.